Hello, everyone, and welcome to the May 19th edition of the Alligator Sports Podcast. My name is Joe Henry, and I'm going to get us started by jumping right into the weekly recap. Softball was in Tuscaloosa, Alabama this past weekend for the SEC tournament. Florida won their first two games against Mississippi State and Missouri before losing in the title game to the Crimson Tide. We will have plenty more about those games in this upcoming episode. The Gators track and field team competed in the SEC championship. The men's team took home a fourth place finish while the women came home in sixth. Florida had many athletes secure podium finishes highlighted by Gabrielle Wilkinson becoming the women's 1500 meters conference champion. It was a successful weekend for the lacrosse team. The Gators stormed through the first two rounds of NCAA tournament with a 23-5 win over Mercer on Friday and a 17-3 win over Jacksonville on Sunday. On the diamond, Florida took the weekend series against Georgia. A 4-3 win Friday night was followed by a 9-2 victory Saturday. The Gators couldn't complete the sweep as Georgia stole Sunday's game 6-1. Finally, it was a disappointing end to the season for the Florida women's golf team. After three days of competition in Stanford, California, the Gators finished 7th at 9 over par, missing the top six cut to move to the NCAA championships by a single stroke. That was a good bit to get through, but it's an exciting time to be following Florida athletics as the spring teams get into their postseasons. Now to get into the rest of the episode where we have a special guest joining us. All right, and we're back. And this week on the Alligator Sports Podcast, we are joined by a very special guest, new to the summer staff, along with myself this summer, Juliana. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm great, Joseph. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm ready to talk about some softball. It's been an interesting past week for the Gators and there's a lot to look forward to as well. So it's a really good time to have you on and to get to talk about this team and kind of where they're at right now. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah. Softball team is on a domination. What are, what are they? Are 40 and 40 and six, 49, uh, 42 and nine, 42 and nine, even, mm-hmm. even better, mm-hmm. even better Heck, on a rampage. And then they're number four in the nation as well. Um, So I actually understood you were at the press conference today. How did that go? Yeah, so it was good. Uh, Kendall Lindemann and Charlotte Eccles were there. They talked about how they're looking forward to the tournament. You know, it's being hosted here starting on Friday. Looking forward to USF. Um, They mentioned, and you can see on Instagram too, the team went over to Coach Walton's Lake House yesterday and had a good time, kind of relaxed, got away from softball. And both then they kind of talked about their relationships with each other. Uh, someone asked Kendall, what would you describe Charlotte as? And Kendall said that she's just a light, like any room she goes into, doesn't matter if she knows them or not. She just lights up the room. So you could really see the positive relationships that they had through softball with giving each other tips and also off the field. And yeah, they just said their takeaway from the weekend was that they can come back from anything. They, they didn't come back against Alabama, but all the other games they did. So overall strong performance, they're feeling confident going into 
Yeah, that's that's really great. Looking now at like the SEC tournament and the three games that Florida played, they had a bye going into it um, as the number one seed going in after being co-regular season champions. The Thursday game, you were out of town, and I got kind of thrown into the fire of, hey, cover this softball game. And I was like, all right, sure, why not? It was a really good one to cover. And the game started really slow for Florida. The first four innings had a lot of runners on base, but they couldn't get anybody home. Mm -hmm. And it was – they were definitely getting frustrated because the offense was there. It wasn't producing anything on the scoreboard, though. And then as this team has been known to do, it took two swings and they went from down two nothing to up six two in the blink of an eye and they were moving on to the next day to face Missouri. Just how does this team keep doing it? And then was it kind of expected in a way that they were going to drop a game at some point? And I guess it came a good time to where, like, you don't want to do that in the NCAA tournament because then you're going to be done. Oh, yeah, Joseph. You know, they made so many comebacks, like you said, on Thursday. I'm sure you've been paying some attention before. But when they came back like that, it really was amazing. And, you know, I was kind of trying to, like, check on the score as much as I could. Um, I think – that it is good that it happened now rather than later. You don't want to rest too much on these crazy comebacks that they kept producing. You know, I think they do it because they really trust each other. And, you know, every time in a press conference, I'll ask, like, what's going through your mind? And they say, it's what my teammate told me before. So, you know, they have, like, when against Texas A&M, Julia Cottrell went up to hit, and Kendall, Lind- Kendall Lindemann told her before, like, pick me up. You got this. Another big thing that's helping them pull the comebacks is Amanda Lorenz, huge player, one of the best players to ever play at UF. She is now a volunteer assistant coach. So right before they go up to bat, she's talking to them, whether it's tips or just giving them overall confidence, which Charlotte mentioned was a really big help for her. That's a lot of them to pull up the comebacks. She's super clutch. She had her own comeback against Alabama and the SEC championship herself. So they have a lot of good people around them. They just want to pass the bat and let the next player hit. Right there, you um you mentioned Julia Cottrell, who wasn't a part of this lineup the past weekend in the SEC tournament. What kind of impact do you think that she's going to have as far as being back in the lineup as both a hitter and kind of acting as like an anchor of that defense behind the plate going into the regional this weekend? Yeah, Joseph, I think she's going to have a really big impact. She has that chemistry with all the pitchers. She's been playing that position all year. I thought Emily Wilkie did do a good job filling in for her. But big impact. She's a great hitter. She only has hit four home runs of the year. But she, she's the fourth hitter in the lineup. It just stabilizes the lineup. When you have to mess with a lineup right before the SEC tournament, add a new hitter in, change. It was the, the whole order was different. That, that affects the chemistry when you're passing off the bat to the next person. 
So I think she has experience with the U.S. national team. I think that's going to be a huge asset to the team. I think just getting back to a sense of normalcy when you have a player of that caliber back in the lineup, the team had so much success throughout the regular season that when you throw a wrench in the lineup, getting into the first part of postseason play, it makes sense where there was the little slip up that there was against Alabama and Alabama is a really, really good team. I think they're number five. No, Uh, not number five. They're actually number three. They're number three. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're not, they're not like a chump or anything. That was, it's a, it's a term that isn't used a lot, but it's a good loss. It's an act. It's a really good loss. So just getting back to normalcy for the regional that's coming up here, hosted in Gainesville is going to be really great. Looking forward to the first game against USF. What are you expecting as far as who's going to be in the circle pitching that night? The Gators um, were really riding Hightower this past week. She started all three games. What are you kind of expecting as if they're preparing for a long run in the tournament, trying to get back to um, the Women's College World Series? How do you think they're going to balance their pitchers? Right. It, it should be interesting. They've been doing all sorts of different things with who's pitching or who's starting against USF. Mm, Hightower did really well against them earlier in the season. We've played them four times already. We won all four times. I think the first time it was like, it was like 6-2 maybe. The next game we won 10-0. So... And then later on, there was a game that was 1-0. So it's been close or a big blowout. As far as who will pitch, Hightower, I I can see her getting a start against USF, but we could just as well go with Lugo, and I think we'd do well too. Hightower has been pitching well a little bit, off at times you know sometimes it's a little bit inconsistent but overall very strong performances and Katie Conister has been doing a really good job closing out she only allowed run run and two hits and when she pitched against Alabama for part of the time so she even got Bailey Hemphill their huge hitter out so I think that has to be a big confidence boost for her because no one could do that the whole tournament like you said Alabama's amazing we split the series with them like 2-2 throughout the year so we're right there but Good day for them. Right, right. And um, so I actually went back into the schedule just now just to see what uh, what happened earlier in the season. Uh, so Florida actually swept South Florida uh, this year. Uh, the first game was, uh, it says here, 9-1. to one. The second game was 2-1. to one. Uh, Day one was Hightower on the mound and then uh, – or in the circle, I should say. And then um, Hightower was, was day two that also got the win. Um, or wait, am I looking at it right? Yeah. Oh yeah, I am. There you go. Um, but uh, yeah. So anyway, but uh, I would love. I would actually love to go to the Saturday, uh, the actual SEC championship match with Alabama, because uh, history was made, uh, not quite for Florida, but uh, for for the pitcher Mon- Montana Fouts. Um, what did you think of of, of her performance? Uh, I mean, it, like she was throwing these tossing these pitches, uh, high risers that were ridiculous, impossible to swing at and hit. Uh, what was your take on on, uh, on her performance that day? She she played amazing. You know, first time the Gators played against her, they got four hits off, 
they so this time they got three hits. I think she's just an amazing player. She's six one, which is very tall for a softball player. Like that's fairly tall for a volleyball player, but for a softball player, that's that's really tall. So she has that, you know, they said you can see on TV, she's literally getting her foot out of the circle with her stride. So very powerful. It's a close pitch. The players don't have a lot of time to react. They only got hits within, I think, the first two innings. Charlotte Eccles, Kendall Lindemann, and Sarah Longley were the only ones to get hits on her the whole time. She walked one player and she hit one player with a pitch. So they really, they really couldn't get much off of her that day. Right, right. And then uh, I guess rolling back forward, you know, uh, to uh, this week, uh, since it's the main thing, NCAA regional, uh, I'm guessing you'll be covering most of the games. Mm-hmm. Um, so you did mention that there, that there was a wrench thrown into the gears of the team kind of offensively. Do you think that that's going to affect them this, this week? And, and maybe that'll make that much of a difference where they played us out the first two times. I don't think so. Um, you know, the lineup has really been all over the place the whole year. Like Tim Wallen's been making a lot of adjustments. Right. Um, like Emily Wilkie recently became a mainstay in the lineup. She wasn't there early in the year. Um, I don't think – I assume they would go back to the lineup from Texas A&M. It seemed to work out well having Cultural in the fourth spot. I think with her return from her illness, you know, she was even sick when she got the walk-off home run, so she's a tough player. I think it should be back to normal. Yeah, I think they should be back going. Okay, all right. Uh, do you have a prediction on how far Florida will make it in the tournament? Ooh, okay. I would say they'll get through regionals. It's not an easy regional. I would say, like, South Alabama, I should mention this, they lost, They beat Alabama early in the year, 1-0. So they're not an easy three seed at all. Wow. But I predict that Gators get through regionals. They, they have super regionals. They'll get through that, too. That could, you know, you never know how that's going to go. It, it will be in Gainesville, too. They could play either Duke or Georgia. Those are kind of the, the opposing regional. And as far as the College World Series, I think they're very excited to feel that feeling of, like, from the Super Regionals of just running onto the field knowing we've won and we get to wear the OKC hats. There is a ton of tough competition this year in softball. I mean, you have Alabama, UCLA with the Olympic, like, headed pitcher Rachel Garcia. Oklahoma, who gets to host the tournament every year, basically in their hometown. They've only lost two games this season. If we get there, we can we can play the Gators. Sorry, the Gators can play amazing. Is it enough? They will really have to have everyone going on bat and really making an impact one to nine. They can do that. They can have stuff come from everyone, but it's going to have to be a good day both defensively and offensively and just really be in sync, which they can be, but not always for that big, big championship to happen again in the U.S. Right. And then uh, on the opposite matchup, it's Baylor and South Alabama. So, so do you think that South Alabama would be victorious out of that? I do. Yeah, Jesse, like <laughs> Baylor, they're not a bad two seed, but they are one of the worst two seeds in the tournament because we're the fourth seed, right? So they're like 27 and 21 in the season. 
they really struggled against top teams like Oklahoma and the Big 12. Probably haven't had the strength of schedule that we have had, but, you know, I wouldn't never count them out. And South Alabama, really impressive job on the season. They haven't played the teams that the Gators have had throughout the season, especially with COVID kind of ruling out some non-conference play. But I, I think that South Alabama could beat them, and it would be a great match if the Gators play them. So I'm looking forward to that. Nice, nice. And uh, what's the atmosphere like nowadays at, uh, at Katie Cecil Stadium? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, you know, I think it's very exciting. The fans who are at the stadium have been watching for so long. They know what's going on. They know the players. Lots of parents come to watch. There's like a little section where they kind of sit, a section where the opposing team sits. And that can get a little rowdy over there. You know, there wow. may be a little arguments going back and forth between them, having oh, sat okay. in the fan section before. But that's exciting. Uh, but, you know, the fans are very excited. They're doing the Gator Chomp. They get up and stand, fifth inning stretch. So lots going on. It, it'll be loud. It's going to be a big, like, postseason environment. It's, it's sold out with the 50% capacity. The grass area, that sold out too. So there'll be lots of fans in the grass. I think it's going to be a very exciting atmosphere. New for a lot of the players as some of them are freshmen or they didn't get to do this last year with COVID. Uh, so they're very young, but I think that it's been very fun. You know, when they got the walk-offs, everyone's so excited. Everyone's just jumping around, running. And yeah, very exciting environment at the stadium. Are are you going to be able to be in the press box this weekend? I will. That is, that is exciting for you then. Oh yeah, it's been so awesome. All right. Uh, so Juliana, how is your time at the Alligator so far? Oh, it's been very exciting. Uh, you know, I applied, I believe, it early May. So this is a quick, uh, quick, very exciting thing. Um, very good, like atmosphere within the Alligator. I like my editors, Michael and Ryan. You know, they give me some <laughs> tips about They're all right. <laughs> yeah, they're okay. You, you don't have to you don't have to be too nice on here. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't be a, don't be too much of a homer, but no, it's very exciting. <laughs> and yeah, it's really just an honor to be able to cover Gator sports and softball. The the athletes are they give very strong responses and they they really do seem like nice people and very hard workers. Coach Wallen has been great. So yeah, it's like the you know, elite athletes to get to cover it with you guys and we're students all working together. It's been very fun, very thankful. So, yeah. All right, all right. Well, welcome to the team. We're very excited to have you, uh, you and Joe, of course. And um, yeah, so I guess, thank you so much for, for hopping on the show. That's, that's all the questions we got for you. So uh, we will let you go about your awesome, lovely Tuesday <laughs> afternoon. Yeah. Um, but Juliana, thank you so much again for hopping on the show. Yeah, thanks thank for you, having thank me, Jesse and Joseph. Have a great rest of the podcast. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> All right, with that, we will take it to the sports preview for the next week of Florida Gator Athletics. All right, so here's what's going on this week for the Florida Gator Athletic Department. The number nine Florida Gator baseball team will take on the top-ranked number one Arkansas Razorbacks. That was a mouthful. And a three-game series that starts uh, tomorrow, Thursday at 7 p.m. And we'll go through Saturday. And uh, and that series will take place in Fightville, Arkansas. 
The softball team will uh, take on uh, South Florida, like we said earlier with Juliana. Uh, they will take on USF in the first round of the NCAA Regionals. That will begin on Friday from Gainesville, Florida. And then they will play South Alabama or Baylor in the next round. And then lacrosse is going to take on the number three seed Syracuse Orange on Saturday in the NCAA quarterfinals after a uh, successful run by them. And uh, that battle will begin on Saturday at two p. Excuse me, Saturday at two p.m. in Syracuse, New York. And then there's men's tennis. They are blasting through the doubles bracket. And uh, they are competing in the national championship this week. Uh, the singles competition begins on Sunday, May 23rd. But the doubles have already began, and uh, they will uh, play in their next round against the Texas A&M Aggies on Thursday at 7.30 p.m. And uh, that's pretty much a short week for everything that's going on. And uh, we'll take you out of here. <laughs>